Good morning, church. How's everybody? Wow. I can actually see you. Somebody said, how long have you been wearing glasses? Uh, all my life. Just not in public. But um, uh, I used to wear contacts at our old build, at our first building. I, would, I couldn't see the people with them in, and I couldn't read my Bible with them out. And so they told me to take one out. I could see the people and leave the other one in and read the Bible. So every Sunday before uh, I would come out to preach, I would take one contact out, lay it on a two-by-four, and forget it. So after about 40 sets of contacts, I quit wearing those. But it's good to see you. It really is good to see you. And welcome to North Star if this is your first time. It's awesome that you're here, and we are honored to have you here. North Star's a place where everybody's welcome. Nobody's perfect. Say it, church. And that was pretty good. I don't want to use the word pitiful, but it's a place where everybody's welcome. Nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. We exist as a church so that those that are far from God will draw near to him through the power of Jesus Christ. We are one church with two locations. Um, give God a praise clap for the Tupelo campus because you're not sitting there. Some awesome guys over there and uh, some awesome guys here. So uh, we're excited about what God is doing. I want to tell you real quick, I've got to be quick because I've got a lot to say. And uh, that is Serve Day. I know Pastor Troy uh, just said something about it. But I want to say something again. It is so important that we are the hands and feet of Christ, and you'll see that in the message today. But uh, please take down this number. It's 662-493-2311. And this is what you do. You send us your name, first and last name. It will send you back 10 choices, all right? I'm, I know it's been talked about, but I want to talk about it. I'm passionate about this. The 10 choices, like number one, yard work. Well, then you will just enter one. It'll text you back, of all things. It'll say, well, where do you, where do you want to do yard work? Because it has a little bit of attitude. And it'll say, in Saltillo or Tupelo, and it'll give you a number. You put that in, it'll say, hey, thanks. And uh, so that's kind of how that works. Like if you select two, uh, I believe, don't hold me to this, it'll, that's for nursing home ministry. We're going to be going into nursing homes and doing some singing and Bible study and carrying all the patients' flowers at three different nursing homes, one Saltillo, one Tupelo, one New Albany. And if you, if you text uh, two, it'll come back. It'll say, well, which one do you want to go to? And you'll tell it. And it, then it'll say, hey, thanks for, for doing that. So anyway, that's how it works. So please do it, 493 23 11, 493, 23, 11. Well, uh, wasn't last week good with Pastor Troy Goss from New Orleans? Wasn't that great? Say amen. Yeah, he, he did a fantastic job talking about a life that follows Jesus and the Laodicean church. And so we were privileged to have him um, uh, over at the Tupelo campus. And... Um, let me say, I've got a couple more things I've got to remember. Um, 
Okay, serve day. Oh, hey, this has been one of the greatest series that I've ever had the privilege of, of preaching and teaching. A life that follows Jesus. I wish it was still going on, and, but today's the last day. Uh, but you know, a life that follows Jesus is what we talk about every week, right? But uh, next week is going to begin a brand new series called Assurance. And it's going to be a study of the book of 1 John. You could just like take that book this afternoon or sometime this week and just zip through it because it's a very short book. We're going to be all over that book because in the book of 1 John, John gives five ways uh, to know that you know that you know that you know that you know that you're born again, that you're saved, that you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ. Christ. Also, one last thing, um, that's next week. So invite, invite, invite. Invite somebody. If you haven't been seeing somebody at church in a while, call them up, send them a note, a text, but invite people. Invite people that have not been to church. And uh, we've often said this and we mean it. You invite them, we'll tell them. That doesn't let you off the hook, but if you will invite them, I'm telling you, if I'm standing and breathing, on this stage, if I'm on this stage and I'm not breathing, dial 911. But if I'm standing here, I'm serious about that. Uh, if I'm here, I'm going to share the gospel and I'm going to tell people how they can become a follower of Christ. And all God's people said, amen. All right. Next week is uh, a volunteer training, all right? The reason I'm spending stage time on that is because we want to challenge you to, to serve in North Star Kids. It's the greatest ministry, one of the greatest ministries of this church, but it's such a great ministry of, of how all of those faithful volunteers week after week minister to your kids. And I just think it's awesome. I, I think all of our volunteers are awesome. And uh, if you would pray about being a part of that, please sign up for volunteer training, all right? And that is coming up soon. We have been in a series called A Life That Follows Jesus. Last week, Pastor Troy talked about Heropolis and Colossae and Laodicea, how Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. He never meant that to be uh, bad, like hot on fire for me, or I'd rather you be cold and against me than to be lukewarm. That's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying is, uh, the water supply that you have here at Laodicea is, is lukewarm, and I'd rather you be hot like the waters from Heropolis or cold like the waters um, uh, eight miles uh, east of Colossae. But somewhere along the way, Jesus said to the church at Laodicea, you've stopped following me. You've taken some days off, and you've let the... the the popularity and the prestige and the, the wealth um, take the place of your dependence on me. What is a follower of Christ? Well, a, follow, a person that follows Jesus, these disciples were just 12 ordinary, ordinary guys, and then 12 turned into 70, 70 turned into 120, and 120 turned into 500. And these, these were just ordinary people. They, they made it, their, it was their job description. They would get up in the morning, they would follow Jesus. So yeah, that was easy because he was there. You're right, you're right. But we have the Holy Spirit living in us that helps us to follow Jesus. 
And they would stop when he stopped. They would eat when he would eat. And sometimes he wouldn't eat. And they're thinking, we're following Jesus, but I sure am hungry. And, but they were following Jesus. They actually, literally, physically, visibly followed Jesus. That's what they did. I believe it should be the objective of all of our lives to follow Jesus. Not a weekend thing. Not just, well, let's go to church on Sunday. But uh, we forget to, to follow Jesus faithfully on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Maybe we work Tuesday and Wednesday in. Because somebody asked us to pray for something and we think, oh, I haven't talk, been talking to God. I better talk to God about me before I talk to God about him. But we need to follow Jesus. The passage today uh, was very somber. The plot thickens. The smell of betrayal was in the air. The shadow of death was resting over Jesus because it was not long before he would go to the cross. And as if he had nothing else to do, the Bible says that he got up and went over to the water basin and picked up a towel and he began to wash the feet of the disciples. If you have your Bibles, the story is found in John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Wow, I can actually read it. I've been quoting it most of the time. You ever notice I'll miss a word or two? Because I'm just like, I can't see it. I know, it's silly. How many are glad they, they came today? Say amen. All right, good. It was just before the Passover feast festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Don't you love that? He loved them to the end. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but some of you are thinking, how could God possibly, even a little, love me? He loves you to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After he poured water into a basin, he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter. You shall never wash my feet, Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you will have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And if you were clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put it on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I've set you an example so that you should do as I have done for you. Verily, very truly, I tell you, 
No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for the word of God and for this story in the Bible. And God, for the impact that it can have uh, in our lives and in our church. Bless the reading of your word today. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. So here was Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And I know some people were thinking, what's up with that? I mean, I've heard of churches that did that. And uh, chances are most of us have never seen a foot washing. I have just on a couple of occasions. Some churches use that as one of their ordinances, as one of their uh, symbols of their Christian faith. We, th we believe that it's very powerful in this story. But this is what I know, and if you're taking notes, write these down. Jesus was primarily, he was not primarily dealing with feet. He was talking about a person's heart. He was not primarily talking about feet. He was talking about feet, of course, but he was primarily talking about the heart. So let me just stop and say, how's your heart today? I hope I'm, I can unpack this in such a way that, that you'll leave here encouraged and leave here understanding. But let me just ask you up front, where are you in your spiritual walk with God? You see, this is what I know. More than anything else, two things that Jesus wants from his followers, people like you and me who follow him, these two things Jesus wants. Number one, is a surrendered heart and a servant spirit. A surrendered heart and a servant spirit. Now, you've got to understand, um, back in this day, in the Bible days, uh, feet would really get dirty, all right? Because, you know, all they were wearing was like chocos and keens and flip-flops, and they didn't have... Uh, Air Jordans, and they didn't have whatever these, whatever I've got on. That's bad. You don't even know what kind of shoes you got on. But they didn't have them. They'd be walking around barefooted, dusty, grimy, muddy, dirty, stinky, smelly. And the the, the disciples, uh, when they would gather together, it's different than we know. Uh, sitting around a table, right? and eating in chairs or barstool height even, they rather reclined on pillows. And so you get 12 people plus Jesus in the room and all these feet going ever which direction. You, you, might, you might be eating some onion rings and you look over and uh, you sm the feet smell like onion rings. Amen? Hey, I, this is going to be an appetizing sermon. I hope you're up for it. And so you're sitting there, reclining, and say, man, get your feet out of my face. Whew, they stink. And all of a sudden, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the King of kings, I'm telling you, the Lord of lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Lion of Judah, 
The rose of Sharon. I could keep going. Jesus gets up and he goes and washes the disciples' feet. Now he told them in verse 7, we read that. He said, you're not going to understand this right now, all right? <laughs> just, just go with me on it. You're not going to understand it. But in verse 7, he said, one of these days, you're going to. And so here, Jesus, the Savior of the world, a job that no one else would have done, but the lowest rung on the, uh, the ladder socially would have performed what Jesus did. But the Bible says that Jesus uh, did this. Now, Jesus is, is God, and he knew everything that was going to happen. He even knew what the disciples were thinking at this moment. But this is what Jesus taught his disciples. In Matthew, he says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life ransom for many. How many know that there is greater joy in serving than being served? Now, why, why, why don't we go... Just hang with me for a minute. Why do we go get our nails done and our feet done, uh, pedicured or whatever it's called? Why do we do that? Oh, because we like it. It feels so good to let somebody else work on it. I, I, well, I've never gotten one before, but, uh, well, I have. Like yesterday, I did it myself. But anyway... Uh, I have been to a restaurant. Why do we go to restaurants? Because we like being waited on, hand and foot. We like going to a resort where they're all over us, you know, they're taking care of us because we want to be served. That's human nature. But I'm telling you, there's more joy in serving than being served. You try it. You, you get involved with serve day, and I'm not just talking serve day where we go out there. We believe in serving in here too. I talked about that five minutes ago about volunteer training. I want to give you today uh, three steps of becoming the servant that God really wants you to become. Three steps of what God really wants you to become. Matthew, excuse me, in our text in John chapter 13, verse 3 and 4, once again, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. This is like the classic oxymoron. Right here. He knew that he was sent by God, that he had come from God, and that he was going back to God. Yet, he did what no self-respecting Jew would have ever done, and that's he got up and he washed the feet of the disciples. The first step 
in following Jesus, a life that follows Jesus, the first step of being the servant with a surrendered heart is look for opportunities. Now, these are all, will all build upon themselves, the first one, the second one. And then I have some closing remarks about the third one. Look for opportunities. Just look around. It doesn't take much looking to see opportunities of where you can invest in the life of somebody else. Look, I get it. I'm telling you, I get it. We're so busy, aren't we? We're so busy, we get up, we eat, we get the kids ready for school, we drop them off, or we see them off, then we, we go to work. We do all the stuff that we got to do during the day at work, and we take a, a lunch break just to rush somewhere else because you're not going to have time to rush somewhere else after work. Then we pick the kids up. Then we get home and we fix dinner, whether it's uh, the husband or, or, or the wife. And then we, we try to spend some time with our kids, and we have to, then we have to, the next night, we have to go to a meeting, and you have to go to a work meeting at night. And then, heaven forbid, that there's something at the church that you've got to do. And we're so busy, we're so inundated with challenges of our time that I'm afraid that sometimes we don't see the opportunities that are around us. I think we need to slow down and just look around because Jesus did something. He was willing to do what his disciples were not willing to do. They'd rather just go in there and smell each other's feet because after all, they weren't servants in this area of the world, and it still happens in that area and in Asia and places that I've been. When you go to somebody's house, you take off your, your shoes. It's just it's custom, but if there's a cleanliness thing about it, they, they would do that, and there would be someone, a servant, that would wash your feet. From the day's journey and the, 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 the stuff that you might have gotten yourself into. Y'all with me so far? Why didn't the disciples think about this? They were, they were, they were just thinking about themselves. Jesus was willing, however, to do what the disciples were not willing to do. And this is what I know. They were looking in the mirror. Look at out for number one. Jesus was looking through the mirror. They were looking out for themselves. Jesus was looking out for them. They were looking out for number one. Jesus was looking out for numbers one through 12. A lesson that we need to learn is to, is to be sensitive to the needs around us. Yes, we want you to sign up for serve day, for crying out loud. Please sign up. And if you don't do text messages, by the way, this is like a timeout, parentheses. Uh, we have a sign-up sheet in the foyer. You can sign that. Please sign up before we sign you up. Uh, anyway, end, of, end close for parentheses. They were looking in the mirror, looking out for themselves, looking out for number one. Jesus was looking through the mirror looking out for them, 
and looking out for Numbers 1 through 12. Paul writes in the book of Philippians. He says in chapter 2, verse 3, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Well, who's going to take care of my needs? If I'm serving somebody else, who's going to take care of me? I mean, I get it. You're always talking about serving. Volunteer for this, volunteer for that. What about me? Who's going to take care of me? God. God? He's going to take care of you. But serve. Jesus was teaching his disciples that they needed to get them, their eyes off of themselves and look out. That's why we're looking out right now in our four-county community, our four-county area where there are 168,000 total people living in four-county area, but only about 10% are sitting in church like you are today. That's only 16,800 people in four-county area. I'm telling you, we've done the study, we've done the stats, we've run the numbers. And on any given Sunday, 16,800 people are, are in church. And that leaves 152,100 people who aren't. And we believe our vision of 121, of reaching just 1% of those by the year 2021, is going to happen. That'll be 1,510 people. But we're going to have to look beyond ourselves and start to look at the helplessness and the heartache and the hopelessness. I'm telling you, you work with people who are helpless. You work with people that are hopeless. You're working with, you may be sitting by somebody today that's at the end of their rope. And we need to get our eyes off of petty things and little things and look beyond ourselves. First step is look for opportunities. Verse 4 says, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothes, wrapped a towel around his waist. After he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? You going to wash my feet? Step number two, the first one leads to the second one. Look for opportunities. Step number two, serve other people. I know it sounds simple. I know it sounds like a very simple message, but we got to do it. We can't just talk about it. James said, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. I mean, who doesn't like to hear like a good message, make you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside and Walk out of church and the, the breeze is blowing. It's not 95 degrees anymore. And ah, I think we'll just go out and eat. Hadn't this been a good day? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. And then don't do anything about it until the next week. When you're reminded again, oh, man, I meant to sign up. When, when is serve day? Oh, uh, it was last week. I've got some exciting things to tell you about our vision for the future. I'm going to be sharing that next month, but so I'm not going to share it right now. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, I haven't. It's the first time I heard anything about it. Well, get some glasses and read your handout. Oh, for crying out loud, open up your newsletter that comes to your inbox. I felt the cold in here just then. Yeah, uh huh. Read your hand out. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to we're trying to bring all of us along together, but we've got to like read or listen. And here are the disciples. Learn the lesson of serving one another. What they were not willing to do, I, I can just hear the conversation. They ain't doing it. If the servant ain't here, let's report it. But uh, I'm not doing it. I can hear Andrew saying, man, I don't do feet. I can hear Peter, which, by the way, the only time he would, Peter was so outspoken, the only time he would open his mouth was to change feet. Because he was always sticking his feet in his mouth. I can hear Peter saying, oh, man, I, I gag. When, when I smell it. When I smell that, when I see the grit between the toe, I'm, I, ooh, ooh, I'm gagging right now. I can hear it. I can hear it. But Jesus was saying, we've got to serve one another. Yeah, that means in the house, but it means outside. Letting other people know. I mean, these were followers of Jesus. And we like to think, yeah, it was easy following Jesus back then because he was there. They just saw him, followed him. Us, it's a little harder. Uh, no, they crucified Peter upside down. I wouldn't say it's any uh, harder. We have the Spirit living within us that empowers us and that guides us and that directs us and that convicts us and that shows us and teaches us. That's what we have. Serve other people. In the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 24, it says, a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Do you hear this? Here are the followers of Jesus. What are they doing? They're arguing over who's going to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, the king of king, the king of the Gentiles, Lord, it over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors, but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. And now it is 2,000 years later. And we're doing the same thing. Hey, uh, how, how up are you in the company? You make what? And that's, that's our topic of discussion. That's our ambition that's our aspirations. Who doesn't want to move up? Who doesn't want to raise? But Jesus said, be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one, the one who rules like the one who serves. A servant puts service over status, character over comfort, and we over me. That's what a servant does. Are you willing to be a servant? Back to our text. The, the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted 
Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Do you get that? Out of the twelve was this think. Out of the twelve was this, this betrayer, Judas, who was not truly a follower of Jesus. Yet Jesus didn't say, all right, guys, Judas, uh, can you go get something? Hey, would you run to town? Hey, while he's gone, I'm going to wash y'all's feet. That's not what he does. Even Judas, who he knew was going to betray him, he washed Judas' feet. When it comes to serving people, you can't only serve people like you. Oh, it's going to be fun. We're going to get in our holy huddle. We're going to get in our small. I just love being, being with my small group and us doing stuff together. Because we feel the comfort zone there. That's okay. It's part of community. And that's good. But when we go to serve, it's not going to always be people like us. I'll never forget uh, one time in the Philippines, we were up in a, uh, it was near the seashore, but it was very desert, desolated land, poor people. And we set up a medical clinic. I remember standing there and looking, it was like down the hill. I saw somebody, a small person or something coming up what it turned out to be was a, a woman whose legs were dysfunctional and all curled up. And she was on a, uh, a piece of cardboard and she was using her hands to pick her body up and move forward, scoot forward. She did that coming all the way from down there. I mean, it's crazy. Think, wow. She got to the where the triage was set up, the intake or whatever it's called. And I'm thinking, bless her heart, she's probably being treated. She needs treatment for the sores on her hands or maybe the dysfunction of her body. It was obvious that she had been that way for life. And then I see her leaving. I'm thinking, I know they didn't make her mad. Uh, I hope they didn't tell them that they couldn't help her so I really didn't know I didn't have a chance to ask and time got away and I see her coming up again but this time she's got her grandbaby which is just about a month old in her arms and somehow she's clenching onto that grandbaby and still pushing forward and she can't I'm thinking I need to go down there and help her she beat me I'm thinking She needs medical attention. Hopefully she'll get it, but she was concerned about that baby to the point that she made two trips just to get it. She thought of other people more than she thought of herself. So what's up with washing feet? Verse 15. I've set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Now the word as in the Greek, in the original language, meant literally translated according as. Jesus was never saying, look, 
you need to be washing feet. He was not saying do the same thing, but think the same way. So church, that's what we've got to do. How can we do it? How can we do it? Step number three, and look, if you don't get this one, trust me, you're not going to do the first two. Look for opportunities. Serve other people. Surrender yourself. I started this message talking about how what Jesus wants from his followers is, is a surrendered heart. I'm back to it. Surrender yourself. For some of you today, it would be the very first step for you because you've really never become a Christ follower. You know about God. You may even be a member of a church. You could have been baptized. But you've never said yes to Jesus. And so for some of you today listening, it's to take that first step of salvation where you say yes to God. I'm going to lead in a prayer in just a moment. And and listen, I've always been careful to say there's nothing mystical about just praying a prayer. This is a declaration from your heart. Prayer is just an avenue. But it is saying, I put my trust in you. And some of you today need to make that decision. Others, it's to say, yeah, hmm, hmm, yeah. I have taken some days off in following Jesus. And I need to confess that to God and to surrender myself to Him. Father, thank You for today. Thank You for the Word that so clearly teaches us the life that we have that needs to follow Jesus. If you're here today, you realize that you've never given your heart to Christ, would you just say this to him right now? God, I'm a sinner who needs a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose from the grave. And today, August 6th, today, 2017, I turn, I repent of of my sins and I turn to Jesus. Come live in my heart. I put my trust in you and I follow you. We're not going to ask you to come forward telling us that you made that decision, but we are going to ask that you'll take the order of service that you received today, the card at the bottom. Would you tell us that today I gave my heart to Christ? Greater than that, would you would you bring it to the guest services because if you will we have a book to give you maybe your prayer today is God I have taken some days off and now I'm surrendering to you I'm going to ask that everyone please stand I I want to pray for you I want to pray for you I want to pray for your week Father thank you for today thank you for this time that we spent together. And God, in these closing moments, this is worship. And God, so we still, we're still before you. We still worship you right now. I pray for every person. I pray, God, that you minister to each one. God, you know our hearts. 
Help us to tune our hearts to you and to live in total surrender. Lord, thank you for this time that we've been able to spend together. I pray that you will use these closing moments and be glorified in them. In Jesus' name.